What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to my podcast. Thank you guys so much for being patient. I know I have not put out a podcast the last two Saturdays, and I have not missed a Saturday in like probably a year and a half or two years. So every Saturday at 12, I put out a podcast. I will be doing that moving forward. I just had a lot going on with my coaching clients and As of yesterday, all of my clients have graduated from my program, so I'm going to be taking a break from one-on-one coaching, and I'm going to be focusing on putting out a course, and that is going to, you know, bring you from wounded to embodied womanhood, and I'm going to just create a course that you can purchase online with pre-recorded videos of me, and like it can, you can interact and everything, so it's going to be this really wonderful course that I'm super excited about. So I'm going to be doing that. And I'm also going to be doing group coaching. So if you're interested in group coaching programs, then you can also, you know, sign up for that. But I am not offering that right now. I do need to cross some T's and dot some I's before that comes out. And I also am going to be offering it to the girls on my wait list for my one-on-one coaching first. So if, you know, I reach out to my girls on my wait list and it fills up completely, then I won't be offering it to, you know, publicly. But if the girls on my wait list don't fill it up completely, then I will be offering it. And you will see that on my Instagram and probably my Instagram and on my podcast is where I'll be posting about that or talking about that. And that should be starting up in the next two months. And that will be a six month coaching girls group program. And I'm very excited about it. So Yeah. So with all that said, that's kind of what I've been having going on. And I'm going to take a two week or not a two week. I've I don't even know why I said I'm going to take a two week. I'm going to take a long break from one on one coaching. I'm also going to be focusing on putting out a book. And so I'm going to be focusing on writing the book in this year. So starting in around June, I'm going to be focusing on writing my book. And I'm also going to be really trying to hone in on my content creation because I really like creating content. And when I am, when I have a lot of clients, a lot of my energy goes towards my clients through their 24 seven tech support or through our coaching calls. Like I'm giving a lot of energy to that. And I don't have a lot of energy to make content. 
So I'm going to switch out of that so that I can still make a lot of content for you guys and keep up with my podcast and post my YouTube videos and post on TikTok. I feel like I haven't posted on TikTok in like two months and post on Instagram and, and that kind of thing. So I do want to keep, keep doing that, but I also want to have an availability for women to have one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, which is why I'm doing that group coaching. So you can still get that one-on-one -on -one coaching experience. You can ask me questions. You have tech support, like all of that. But I um, have more time to create content and write my book and do all the other stuff I'm doing, create my course and, and everything like that. So, so yeah, so I'm super excited about that. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm also currently in Mexico. So I'm here in Mexico. I have been here for about two weeks. I'm doing a little solo traveling vibe and I have a wedding here next week. I have my bachelorette for my friend. So I'm going to her bachelorette. It's going to be really cute. It's going to be like vegan. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a really sober kind of vegan vibe. It's going to be super cute. I'm going to make a YouTube video about it. And I'm just really excited. So I'm here in Mexico. In the beginning, I was not loving it. It was definitely a little bit hard for me to adjust. And yeah, I just wasn't loving it. I have only traveled to cities. I have never traveled to, you know, I've only traveled to big cities. Like I've traveled alone, I mean, to big cities. So I've traveled obviously to not big cities in general, but alone I've only traveled to big cities like Lisbon or Barcelona, um, you know, places like that, Madrid, Buenos Aires, like places that are cities. So it felt, it's just like a really different energy. So here, this is my first time traveling somewhere that isn't a big city and traveling alone. And yeah, it was definitely different. So I've been kind of like grounding into that and adjusting into that. And I just booked a different hotel. So I'm going there in two days. It's just a little life update if you guys want to know what I have been up to. But but yeah, so I'm super excited. And I, without further ado, let's get into this podcast episode. This is actually a podcast episode I've been wanting to make for a really long time because there's a lot of confusion on what the matrix is. There's a lot of confusion on how, what it is, how to relate to it. And then there's a lot of people that are saying they're helping you escape the matrix but they're actually just deeply entrenched in what we would refer to as the matrix. And so it keeps you locked in that cycle because your leaders and the people that you're following are deeply entrenched within the matrix, but they think that they probably do think themselves that they're pushing against it or exiting it or whatever the hell they want to call it. And, um, and it doesn't work. It keeps everyone, you know, trapped in this loop. So let's talk about the matrix. Okay. So, really what the matrix is, right? And I don't ever really talk about the matrix. I'm talking about it because I've seen it online so much and there's so much confusion about it. So I felt, okay, let me step in here and give everyone the truth. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of confusion about this online. I saw it a lot with confusion about Andrew Tate and people thinking that Andrew Tate is bringing men out of the matrix, just, you know, crazy stuff like that. So let's first decide and talk about what the matrix is. So the matrix is basically um, in our earth world, in our 3D world here on earth, the matrix are is the systems that keep you from, that prevent you from seeing and really realizing and understanding who you truly are. Okay. 
So the matrix is basically they're the the matrix is a it's you know a thing it's a system a way that we are engaging with our world that keeps us from acknowledging and realizing and interacting with our true selves what i prefer to to call this is maya illusion so maya is in you know where i learn i learn from yogananda parmahansa yogananda Maya is that veil of illusion that most people are interacting with. Like most people get up, they, you know, don't have a connection to God. They might believe in God. They might go to church, but they don't actually know God themselves. They're not really transforming themselves. They are not, you know, deeply connecting with God on a one-on-one basis. They believe in God, but belief of God is not enough. You have to know God and, and, you know, allow God to transform you through direct knowledge and, and interaction with God, right? So most people, they wake up, they check their phones, they feel miserable, they feel like shit, they go to work, they have a shitty relationship, they come home from work, they watch TV, and then on the weekends, they go out and they get drunk and, you know, they have sex with people that they don't care about and they cry and they're sad and then they think that, you know, interacting with people and getting drunk and, you know, taking drugs or whatever is going to free them and save them and make them feel happy and whole. And so they keep interacting in this cycle of things that they think are going to help them and save them and make them happy and and realized and, and secure and safe. And so they keep doing these things within the matrix or illusion within the matrix, such as drinking, being in miserable relationships, having unfulfilling friends, having an unfulfilling job, being unfulfilled yourself, not connecting with God, you know, doing drugs, like, you know, um, not doing the spiritual inner work, not healing, like all of these things, they're just interacting totally from an ego space, right? They think that the accumulation of money, they think that the accumulation of resources, they think that the accumulation of things in this material world, things, you know, um, for men, they think that the accumulation of having sex with women and the more women around them, the more money they have, the more cars. For women, they think that the more material objects, the more you know, men around them that they have, that they have wanting them, the more this and that, that will fulfill them, right? But it never works. That is the matrix. It's the cycle of people engaging in this world in a disempowered way, thinking that these things are going to save them, are going to make them happy, are going to fulfill them, and they don't. And so, A lot of times within that, you have people who are, you could call them agents of the matrix, but really what they are, it's probably not intentional. I don't, you know, buy that, that it's intentional. They are literally just so deeply entrenched within this illusion, basically within this disconnection from themselves, that they then think that the ways that they can fight against the matrix are going deeper into it. 
So going deeper into it looks like Andrew Tate. He's unhappy and unfulfilled in his life. And then he says, I'm going to fight against the matrix by going deeper into it. He thinks he's going out of it, but he's going deeper in by oppressing women, by trying to drink my sorrows away or trying to have sex, fuck my sorrows away or trying to oppress other people or gain power or gain control over other people. And that will take me out of this space of misery. Right. And then they try to convince others. Right. And that looks like the cycle of the matrix, right? People just continually cycling in and out. You can think of any oppressive system that keeps you out of who you truly are, that keeps you from understanding and knowing your divine nature, that keeps you out of the frequency of love. Anything outside of that, you could think of it as Maya, as illusion, as the matrix, whatever the hell you want to say, right? So... Systems of oppression, patriarchy, misogyny, racism, classism, elitism, um, you know, xenophobia, homophobia, ableism, like any of these isms or phobias or whatever, they keep us trapped in the matrix, right? These systems keep us trapped in the matrix. And is it intentional? I don't believe that. I think it's just a result of our egos as humans, our collective egos and certain collective egos finding a way to dominate others, right? So, for example, white people um, colonized and harmed and are still doing that to this day of brown and black and indigenous people, and that was a result of ego, of being disconnected from who they truly are, right? Being disconnected from who you are allows you and enables you and forces you to commit violence, you know, to commit uh, heinous acts, to commit whatever, to con commit to stay in this in this cycle of staying in these phobas, phobias and isms and whatever. My point here is, is that it's a result of humans being disconnected from who they really are. Wars are a result of that. You know, phobias are a result of that because who you truly are is all encompassing, is all loving, is all merciful. You are a facet of God, right? So when you connect with who you truly are, which is all understanding, all loving, all merciful, like completely unconditionally loving of different everything of, of all the spectrums of people, right? If you're out of that, you're going to be afraid and you're going to be looking from some, for some security because if you are deeply rooted in who you are, your security is placed in God and in yourself and in your wisdom. And if it's not in that, which is the only thing that can actually be secure in our world, if it's not in that space of, of if your security isn't being placed in God or in your faith or in your knowing of who you are, you have to look for other places to put it. So you're going to put it on power, on money, on dominance, on, you know, oppressing others. That gives you some sort of false sense of security, right? And so oppression is rooted in people not knowing who they are. And when I say who they are, I don't mean, oh, go on a journey of self-discovery and, you know, find out that you like 
apples. I mean, being disconnected from their God self, right? From their God nature, from putting their consciousness in God. When we're disconnected and from in connecting to nature, connecting to who we really are, right? And that's a journey everybody needs to go on. But that is the only thing that is going to take you out of the matrix is connecting and doing the deep inner work and connecting with your spirituality and connecting with God, whatever that means to you, that takes you out of these systems that keep telling you, you need to gain this or, you know, um, oppress this group or whatever to gain power. We see this a lot of times in oppressed groups. In oppressed groups, a lot of times they have not, they have had physical 3D security taken away from them on purpose, right? And by the way, when I said that it wasn't on purpose, um, and then I talked about oppression and white people oppressing black people, that wasn't what I meant of that they didn't do that on purpose. Yes, absolutely, white people oppressed black, brown, indigenous people on purpose. What I mean is that they don't know that they're acting from a false self, right? And they have to, we have to be held accountable for that, right? Like, like white people, or let's say if, if a guy is, if one person is bullying somebody else, that person who's a bully is disconnected from who they truly are or else they wouldn't be bullying somebody else. They wouldn't be trying to gain power in that sort of way. But should they still be held accountable for that? Did they do that on purpose? Yes. Did they do that because they are aware that they are coming from their ego self and that they are, you know, um, they are intentionally trying to perpetuate the matrix? And what? No, people aren't aware of that. They just know, I want to do this because, you know, I just do. If they go a little deeper, they might see, I want to do this because I want to gain power or I want to gain control. And then if they go a little deeper, they might see, I don't feel safe with myself, so therefore I am trying to find safety outside of myself. And if they go a little deeper, they might find something else, right? So it just kind of keeps going. Yes, that bully should be held accountable. Yes, they did it on purpose. My point here is saying that people, even like Andrew Tate, I don't actually think that these types of people are intentionally knowing that they are perpetuating the matrix. They think that they are actually taking themselves and others out of it. So same thing with the bully, right? Like they think that that is the right thing to do in that moment or that they, you know, they just, the, the victim deserved it or whatever the hell. They don't, they think that they're actually doing something helpful or whatever the hell, right? They think they're, they're so entrenched because why? They're so entrenched within the matrix. They're so entrenched within their false senses of security and of reality that they have to continue engaging in these types of dynamics because it continues their, their further cycle within the matrix, right? So um, the matrix, to actually remove yourself from the matrix, first of all, looks like connecting with God and to stop looking for things outside of yourself to bring you security, okay? To bring you power, to bring you senses of safety, right? And you place that in your own self-knowing or in God or of whatever. It's a very long process. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but what I really want to focus on is the fact that the matrix as it is understood today, 
is really just the systems or the systems that are designed to keep you disconnected from who you truly are. Capitalism is a system of the matrix. Was capitalism created intentionally to keep you disconnected from who you are? I mean, yes, it's literally that's like what the system is. But I believe that the result, these systems, when I say they're not done on purpose, these systems are done as a result of people being blind. It's just blind following the blind, right? So capitalism was created because people said, you know, I... I think that I need to gain security. I need to gain power. I need to gain this. And dominance is a part of that. I'm going to dominate these other people. That's fine. And I am going to create this system. And that gives me security or that gives me some sort of power, whatever. And um, it's not like, you know, some person, some evil person is saying, okay, I want to keep everybody in, you know, the matrix and disconnected from their, their true God nature and whatever, because if that were true, that person would have to know their own God nature to even have that awareness around it. Instead, people are just saying, I am disconnected from myself, or they don't even say that. They say, this is okay. This, I can do this. I can engage in this type of way you know, this system is fine. It gives us security. It gives me this. I am allowed to um, oppress others. I am allowed to, like, they are just wrapped up in the matrix themselves. And because our collective consciousness is wrapped in the matrix, we then create systems that reflect back to us how unconscious we truly are and how deeply entrenched within the matrix that we actually are, right? So the more entrenched that you are within the matrix, the more that you are going to perpetuate and give life to systems and beliefs and ideas that perpetuate staying in the matrix, right? So that's how all of these systems and all of these people with all these followers come about, right? The more that people are in it, the more that they are looking to other people who are also in it, so they resonate with those people, that can help them stay in it with giving them a, the illusion that they're being removed from it, right? So it's giving you the illusion that you're being removed from your suffering, but you're actually perpetuating and staying in the system of your suffering. That's a really good, you know, kind of synopsis of what's happening with Andrew Tate, right? He's telling all of these miserable men, this is how you, or, or even not miserable, all of these men in general who are losing control over women and that makes them feel unsafe and insecure because a lot of their identity was wrapped up in dominating women right so then there's this void and instead of filling that with god and with self-discovery and whatever which would be removing yourself from the matrix instead they say i still want to oppress i want to feel better than i want to feel more than i i, I feel so insecure that i want to have some sort of safety and security in this 3d world which doesn't work right and so when they say that then they say okay who else who else is telling me what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com telling me those same exact ideas regurgitated, right? Who's a really great example of that? Andrew Tate. He's saying, you know, I am taking you guys out of the matrix by telling you to dominate, to control, to gain money, to fuck your problems away, to, you know, use women. I'm, I'm allowing you all of your bad behaviors to cheat on women, all of those things that keep you in the matrix. I'm telling you that you can keep them and stay out of the matrix, but it doesn't work. You just, you know, you go deeper into it. So you go deeper into illusion and disconnection. I don't like talking about the matrix because it seems like a system that is like designed intentionally. Like people are saying, you know, okay, I'm going to keep this person in the matrix. What it really is, is collective consciousness being disconnected and then systems are being perpetuated and created and mirroring back to us how disconnected we are. Right. And it's very unfortunate. And, you know, I prefer to think of it as just or, or to refer to it it's really the same thing as Maya or illusion, which is how I was taught right from my guru, Yogananda. So Maya illusion, Maya is illusion. So it's that veil, that veil of illusion. When I was engaging with the world miserable and looking for male validation and, you know, having sex with people I shouldn't and drinking to socially drinking to, you know, ignore my problems. And I was, you know people pleasing with my friends and in these toxic family dynamics and looking for someone to save me like that was me in this veil of illusion in Maya right Um, when I was thinking that material items would save me and I was you know doing those kind of things that's Maya that's the illusion right that's the matrix so um does that mean that you cannot thrive within the matrix no it doesn't that's actually a key part here so (laughs) trying to push against the matrix. Oh my God, I'm pushing against the matrix. The matrix sucks. I'm against this is only going to bring you deeper into it, right? Because you're fighting something, right? What you really, the space you really want to be in is your consciousness and your sense of self is deeply rooted and unshakably rooted in God. When your consciousness is unshakably rooted in God consciousness, you can engage with an even mind in the world, okay? So you can see these systems for what they are. You can see, you know, these systems as systems of oppression and then you can 
you know, engage within them in the best way in which you can because you're in this world. So when I mean engage within them, I mean you can, you know, um, you don't have to have this false idea that you need to be somehow removed from the matrix to actually be fulfilled, okay? Because then you're never going to be fulfilled because we're living in this type of world. So we need to understand that we can actually find fulfillment and happiness and, and total fulfillment within this world right now, right? And so what that means is that we root our consciousness in God, we take our steps the best we can, and we keep uh, creating a life that feels best, the next best step we continually take, right? So maybe that looks like... Um, becoming financially free or it looks like you know not becoming financially free and being fucking happy anyway like whatever it is it's about rooting your consciousness in God and then learning how to engage in this illusion of a world in this matrix of a world in the best way possible for you right so for me that looks like okay um, you know, not engaging in any non-nourishing friendships, having nourishing romantic relationships, um, not drinking, not doing any drugs, um, you know, having a job that feels fulfilling. And I didn't always have a job that felt fulfilling. I, when I didn't have a job that felt fulfilling, I was taking the best steps that I could at that time, right? But I eventually got to a job that felt fulfilling, right? And then I, you know, I would love to, um, have a little cottage and, you know, garden and, uh, you know, grow all of my own food and whatever. Right. And what I like, what that looks like for me might look different for someone else, for someone else that might look like becoming a monk or becoming a nun or living in, you know, some sort of commune or some sort of, um, I was just talking to a, a mutual of mine on Twitter about this area that she lives. Uh, she follows my guru as well, Yogananda, but she lives in this community of people that follow my guru, right? And they all are vegan and they all come together in community. It looks like, you know, indigenous living. Does that mean that we don't have a responsibility to change the world that we live in and to stop freaking living in these oppressive systems and to dismantle these insanely oppressive systems that we're living in today? No, it doesn't mean that we don't have that responsibility. We absolutely do. It absolutely is our responsibility to create a world that is free from these types of oppressive systems. To me, I believe that looks like going back to indigenous ways and using our technology in some sort of way to um, support us in that indigenous lifestyle, but going back to the indigenous lifestyles. That, to me, is what I believe is um, the next step forward. I don't think we will survive without that. I honestly don't think we're going to survive as a race um, in general. I think that we've gone too far and it will take us annihilating ourselves and then you know, um, we'll be reborn and then we'll hopefully try again. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I think, but I, but even with that, I still think that we need to create these systems now because we live in this world now, even if we have gone too far, it doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility to create the world that we want to live in right now. Right. And it doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility to, create a world systems and societies and communities that feel good for everybody. It is not fair that 
a few countries dominate so many other countries and force those people to live in poverty and um and these just capitalistic capitalistic systems that ruin life for so many people it is not fair it is not right it should not be happening but the truth is right now it is happening and so we need to find a way that we can engage in this world from an even mind while also being progressive in what we're trying to create. It's a lot to kind of, you know, digest and to hold. And it's honestly something I, I um, was talking about in one of my other podcasts called Holding the, the Paradox. So you have to be able to kind of hold a lot of different perspectives and ideas at the same time, right? Like, okay, we live in this matrix, but we can absolutely be fulfilled and happy and even reach enlightenment within this system. Many gurus have, right? We can absolutely do that. Um, we probably won't survive this, but we still have a responsibility to create the life and the world and the communities that we desire. And, you know, all of these, just these kind of different, different perspectives. Like we also, you know, are, living in this matrix, right? But there's so many people telling you that you are, they are going to remove you from the matrix, but they're just going to take you deeper into it. So there's just is a lot going on, right? But if there's one thing you take away from this podcast episode, understand that what the matrix is, the matrix is basically a reflection of our values, or not even our values, sorry. The matrix is a reflection of our current consciousness, okay? The matrix is a reflection. The matrix is just a word, an all-encompassing word that is telling us, okay, the matrix is we are living in a system that disconnects us from ourselves. Okay, that is what the matrix is currently, right? We're living in a system that disconnects us from ourselves. There's many different facets and many different ways in which that happens. One example is sexism. One example is racism. One example is capitalism. One example is xenophobia, whatever. There's so many different ways in which that happens. And the matrix is just an all-encompassing word for all of these systems and ways that are disconnecting you from yourself, right? And many people in an attempt to escape the matrix as they say which I don't even I think is kind of funny and ridiculous to say but in an attempt to escape the matrix as they say they go much deeper into it because they're looking for security and safety in these sort of systems and they feel so insecure that they're diving deeper into the systems which is how it's designed right that's just a reflection of their current consciousness so what our responsibility to, is to do is to stop cycling in these cycles where we're looking for, um, you know, power or dominance or these types of, you know, material, whatever to gain security and instead start going within, start healing yourself, start connecting with God, start, you know, learn really investing in your spirituality. And when I mean investing, I mean, investing your time and your energy in your spirituality, um, it looks like finding mentors, finding systems that work for you, like, you know, creating that within this system, right? So that really is what escaping, as they say, which I would never use in my own life, but I'm just trying to relate with what the kids are saying these days. But to escape the matrix, it looks like actually understanding the matrix and then um, 
removing yourself from trying to put yourself in those types of systems and centering yourself in God consciousness, right? So you're not trying to gain security and you're not obsessing with safety through, you know, having a man want you or having, you know, a ton of women have sex with you or having all of this money or power dominance or on a, on a, you know, um, collective level that looks like countries not dominating other countries to try to gain security and waging wars and extracting mercilessly from them and forcing their people into poverty. Like that's a, a result of, our collective consciousness, which creates this, these systems, which they would then call the matrix, right? I don't call it that in my own life. I think it's funny. I think that calling it the matrix and people referring it as the matrix, it makes it out to be this thing. That's what I've been trying to portray in this podcast when I've been saying that it's not an intentional thing. What I'm saying is it's just a reflection of our collective consciousness. That's it. Nobody is, you know, one you know, evil person in the world that's hiding out in these mountains and creating these, you know, systems. It's a reflection of our current consciousness. That's it, right? You can call it the matrix and put this whole, you know, label on it. It's just Maya. It's just illusion. That's it. You have to remove yourself. You have to, you know, remove that veil and um, connect with God and connect with yourself, that's it. And stop looking for validation and stop looking for safety and security through others, through things, through this material world and put that, that, that safety and security in God and in yourself and, and through that inner work and through your spiritual work. I also wanted to talk about how this works in oppressed groups already. So usually when there is an oppressed group, there becomes subsets of oppression within that group in which the oppressed group in total starts oppressing other groups within their own group, right? So we can look at this as, um, you know, let's say um, an oppressed group can be women, but within women as a total, we oppress other women within that group. For example, white women oppress black women. They attempt to oppress black women, right? White women attempt to oppress Asian women or, you know, anyone besides white women, right? So let's use that as an example. So if I am oppressed, I then have some sort of safety or security in this 3D world taken away from me, right? And instead of understanding that I'm never going to gain security and safety in this 3D world, I can't be looking for it in this world. I need to gain it through God and through my own self, right? Instead of that, I'm going to say, wait, there's a void here. I want to fill it. I want to gain that sort of power and dominance over others, right? And we don't do this consciously. We do it completely unconsciously. But there's some sort of, you know, void that we feel when we are being oppressed, and then we say, well, I want to go deeper into that. Like, I want to oppress others as well. So if I'm oppressed, then I'm going to oppress you and I'm going to create, you know, kind of recycle these same exact systems and ideas. I remember in a class that I took when I was at NYU, I took a class called, it was something like um, reimagining futures or uh, it was called like social, social reimagining or something like that. And one of the things we were talking about, we read this book about how within black liberation, there was oppression of black women within black liberation circles. So they were talking about in this one example, they were saying how uh, with Black Panthers, they were 
some of them were impregnating young black women because they wanted to further uh, populate black people. So they were trying to impregnate as many black women as they could. So they were raping children really is what was happening. They were raping children to, and they were feeling justified because they wanted to, you know, um, populate, make more black people because black people are oppressed and they wanted to not be oppressed. And they thought that they would, black men thought that they would, you know, oppress black women as a way to gain their own security. So that's really what I'm talking about. That's a really good example of when we're in the matrix and we are being oppressed or we're having some sort of power taken away from us. We then, a lot of times, when we are deeply entrenched in the matrix or in our disempowered consciousness, we then try to find security and safety in the same exact way in which we it is being taken away from us. So it's being taken away from us because we're being oppressed or we're being harmed or whatever, and we try to find safety through that same exact mechanism. So for example, in this type of example, the black men were oppressing black women because they're looking for that same exact type of safety within the matrix and it doesn't exist, right? Like the safety in the matrix or in this illusion type of way, it doesn't exist. There's no safety within these types of systems, within these types of oppressive systems. And so oppressing other people then becomes this dynamic of the matrix. We see it right now with Andrew Tate, right? Like we see these um, men feeling disempowered they feel like something's being taken away from them when it's not but we see these men feeling disempowered and then they are trying to gain some sort of liberation from the matrix which is shocking by engaging in the same type of mechanisms by disempowering others by control by looking for power in this 3d world it just doesn't work it just keeps you deeper in the matrix so so I hope that this is a really clear, you know, um, example or not example, but just understanding of what the matrix is. I also hope that I really didn't convey at all because it's not my intention. And I tried to really specify that, that people who oppress others are not to be held accountable. They absolutely have to be. What I'm saying is that they're oppressing others because of their state of consciousness, which is very low. They do not have a, you know, a empowered state of consciousness. And as a result, the way that they act in the world reflects that. They oppress others, they harm others, they whatever, you know? And so men in general, um, for a long time, men have had a very disempowered space of consciousness in a collective way. Some of them are breaking free from that right now. There's a lot of amazing men right now and a lot of really amazing, wonderful men out there. Um, but in general, men have had a very disconnected space of consciousness. So when they commit heinous and horrible crimes against women, should they be held responsible? Yes, absolutely. I'm just saying that the reason that they do that is because they are disconnected from themselves. The only way for men to stop committing heinous crimes against women is if they actually connect to themselves. <laughs> that is it. That is literally the only way, because if they don't, they will continue trying to engage within the matrix or an illusion or whatever to try to find security or safety or whatever, and it won't work. And so 
the only way for oppressive groups or systems or whatever to dismantle is by the people in those groups or systems actually seeing themselves and under and connecting to God and, and really actually elevating their consciousness. That is literally the only way out. It's unfortunate, it seems, it seems unfortunate because it, it seems harder than just saying, well, they should do this or they should do that, right? The only way for oppressive systems and this circle to stop is if we actually on a collective scale know ourselves. Because even if we educate people to stop doing you know, some sort of oppression, if the oppressive mindset still exists in that person, if they still think that security or safety can be found in that way, they will go and oppress somebody else. Or over time, a new system will be created. The only way out is to actually elevate our consciousness. It sounds like all woo-woo, but that's like it, you know? So that's why we see so much these people saying, I'm taking you out of the matrix, and they're just deeper into it, right? They're just going deeper in. We see people talking about the matrix and escaping the matrix. You know, just put your consciousness in God, just heal, just, you know, connect to God. Don't believe in God, actually connect to God, and and you're good, right? You're good. Like, seek God above everything else. Seek yourself, you know, stop living an unfulfilling life, stop acting from your ego really is what it is. We're acting from our egos 24 seven. And when we actually create some space and start knowing ourselves, which comes from therapy and spiritual work and integration and, and all of this type of thing, that's when these systems start to crumble. But it, it is not when people are looking into the systems, looking for these things for deeper, you know, power or whatever. I'm going to have sex with a lot of girls and make a lot of money and then I'm escaping the matrix. No, you're just, you're literally the deepest one in it. So, so yes, this is the matrix. This is what it is. I refer to it as Maya illusion. Um, you know, you can refer to it as the matrix as you want. If you want, I don't resonate with that at all. But um, yeah, so that is really what this is all about. I hope this gave you guys some clarity and I love you guys so much. And I will be back next Saturday with a new pod and I will talk to you soon. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.